One, two, yeah, hi everybody. We're having a great time. Woohoo! Yeah. Coming up next on Rugby Wrap Up, Major League Rugby Talk with Alex Corbusero, Dan Power, and Brian Ray. Yay. Rugby Wrap Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub, and Mean and Limber. Stretch your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan, the epicenter for the COVID-19 virus. But it doesn't matter. We're talking rugby, and we're talking Major League Rugby. And we've got some huge stars to talk Major League Rugby with, including Mr. Dan Power, mm-hmm. Double Dan, Let's Double D Dan try. Power, calling no in try. from Denver. Mr. Brian Ray, office dog slut in Nova Scotia. And, drum roll, please. Alexander the Great Corbusero calling in from California. Gentlemen, let me, let me welcome our friend from the far north first because he was the last one in on the call. Brian, good to have you back. Uh, it's, uh, I'm disappointed that my pre-roll video wasn't good enough, so I figured I'd show up live for you just this one time. What are you talking about? This is a, this is a, bigger, cat, this is a bigger appearance. <laughs> That's true. Bigger demands, though. Yeah, tell you what to say. So, Alex... Uh, before we get to Dan, who's basically going to help us guide us through the ins and outs of the virtual MLR in our first part of this show, uh, I want to welcome you and good to see you looking healthy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yep, very healthy. Uh, I think it was last week, or was it? I announced I, I had a testicular cancer diagnosis in November. Luckily, had surgery, had chemo, and you know, fortunate position to be in a good place and in remission and you know hopefully it is all behind me still got to check every now and again but uh luckily the worst should hopefully be behind me yeah not a fun situation every guy out there cringes when they hear this but thank you for being upfront about it and maybe talking about it looking normal that's the reason i I spoke out about it really wasn't like for sympathy or anything like i got through my battle i was fine i had amazing family friends around me it was more just to raise awareness that um you know it can happen to anyone it's a young man's cancer more just over half the people diagnosed is between 35 and 40 um and the sooner you catch it the much easier it is to deal with much less chemotherapy if, if any so just staying on top of it and getting checked and not being like putting it off is is really the message that I, w- I would send home and um you know it all still works on one ball too so there's nothing nothing to be worried about well i've been i've been arguably operating with no balls for quite some time so uh hats off to you my friend let's segue to dan down in the ozarks dan welcome back to the show you you always come up big with your locations yeah uh beautiful uh, once the weather warms up ozarks is where you want to be matt and um let me just echo what you just said it's awesome to hear alex's story and obviously first and foremost glad that he is healthy and and fighting through this but the awareness that this generates hopefully will not only you know see alex through it but see other young men through it as well so thanks to Corbs for that and good to see you fighting fit brother good stuff Dan I, Dan I didn't realize you were that short or that they were that tall those those actors uh they're standing on sitting Matt uh, this is my friend Darlene uh, Darlene Snell and uh Wyatt Langmore the new power couple in the Ozarks spoiler alert season three episode six yeah fast forward get your finger ready because you don't want to watch uh these two I think he was uh functioning on multiple balls there, Corbs. <laughs> fingers and balls. They're the topics of what we have today. And you need your fingers to play virtual MLR, don't you, Dan? You do. Or your thumbs. 
All your thumbs seems to be the go-to, uh, fingers and thumbs, but yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's still cranking along, Matt. We're in the hardware stage now, so the playoffs are in full swing, and it's been fun to watch. Unfortunately for Brian, his Toronto boys come, uh, I believe, dead last. So, or second last, sorry. The Free Jacks are even worse. So, but, <laughs> well, Brian, when you're good on the pitch, there's a reason. You're not home playing video games, right? Uh, that's right. They're just saving it for next year. See you next year. MLR 2021 champions right here. And you don't want to have to keep going out and chipping ice off the transformer. <laughs> that's who I guess. <laughs> Sled dogs, <laughs> ice to chip off. It's, it's rough up here. That's why they're, those forwards are so good. And I want to thank you for wearing the toque last week. Let's get to it, Dan. There was a lot of drama. I noticed a few things right off the bat. You had San Diego going up against... Free Jacks. Yes. And I noticed Eric Thompson showing some class wearing the collared shirt, whereas Ali is sitting there in a T-shirt. Yeah, his dad, uh, Alex Magleby, is going to be cross at him. He may uh, miss out on supper tonight up at the... What was it? The chalet? What did we agree on? The Magleby chalet or the estate up there? Estate. Near Dartmouth. So, yeah, it'll be a rough night for young Ollie Magleby tonight. <laughs> Uh, so, Alex, what, what's been your favorite part of the virtual MLR? I think it was the first week when I made my picks. And I went with Rugby 20 sort of metrics of who had the better teams. And it pretty much seemed every result went the opposite way. So, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how um, some people are losing with the team's differences going on there. But... Um, you know, that, that's kind of what shocked me is that how much, like, you'd think if you're entering the tournament, you'd be on the money, but there's this definite skill gap between some teams in this. Yeah, there's definitely a, a skill gap, and there's been some good exchanges. But, Dan, you talked about how, as a 10-year-old, you learned not to put shoe polish in your eye. Yeah, I thought that the uh, black under the eyes of NFL players was shoe polish, but apparently it's not. And uh, so got my entire rugby team when we were 10 for our first night game, put shoe polish under their eyes and end up got a little too close to the eyes. So we had uh, a group of 10-year-olds crying and then went out there and we got spanked. Shoe polish didn't work, Matt. Yeah, touching. But we're, we're really getting behind on time here, guys. So oh, let's get to the nitty-gritty. And Brian, I want to I hit you with this one first. In virtual MLR, would it be McKenzie or Lutz? I don't even know what that question is. <laughs> I don't even know what you're asking me right now. So I'll say McKenzie by default. <laughs> this is one of the greatest rivalries that we never would have had. We, we, we never would have had this rivalry without the virus. Dan, Dan, educate the kid from Canada. Yeah, Jamie McAdoo McKenzie. I tell you, uh, I don't know if he's married or not, but if he's not, get on it because he's husband material. He is an outstanding dude. And then Tian Donuts Lutz down there in Houston, uh, a little round town for an inside centre in the modern game, but uh, a little bit of a throwback to the Halcyon days of the more robust centre pairings. But again, we wouldn't have these rivalries. We wouldn't no. have these, you know, without this, right? Alex, I think perhaps we can finagle it so that the champion of this competition faces off against Alexander Corbusero. I think give me a console, I'm in. I mean, how much, my, how much prep time are you going to – how much training camp are you going to need, Alex? Two days. Is that like 24 you – know, I seven? played a lot of rugby 08 and the other ones before, so I'm backing myself to pick it up quick. You're like, the, you're like Rocky. And I get obsessed with things easy, so I reckon I could sit there for 
48 hours and get pretty good and then throw it down. As the self-appointed MLR virtual commissioner Corbs, I think I can make this happen. We actually have Jonathan Abrams, the uh, safety for the LA, well now the Las Vegas Raiders, sorry, coming on later this week. So he's going to play a player. So we are doing the influencer round coming up and I don't think there's any bigger influence in the world of social media than Alexander. I'm in, mate. I'm in. I'll make it happen. Yeah, you know what? This is just, it's all karma. It's all coming together because today, for instance, we had, we had, we have now, we have the virtual commissioner of Major League Rugby, but we also had earlier today, the real commissioner of Major League Rugby, George Killebrew. And this is, I'm going to get emotional again, guys, this, this, this whole thing. All right. Let's let's move along, okay? Uh, Brian, you're shaking your head in disgust down there. I know this isn't PBS. I really feel like Steve Lewis is missing out on this episode. I have to say, <laughs> fantastic. All right, uh, we're gonna t- we got to take a quick break, but we're gonna come back, and we're gonna get down to some real major league rugby, not the virtual stuff. And that's okay too. But we're gonna give our best tight head, hooker, and loose head in the abbreviated season. Don't go away. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. back matt mccarthy in midtown manhattan dan power in colorado or the ozarks uh brian ray up in halifax nova scotia and down in san diego mr alexander corbicero gentlemen we are now charged with picking our best loose head hooker and tight head and there is no better person on the planet to get us started when we're talking about the front row than alex corbicero alex start us off with your your loose head so I think if you were just going by on paper credentials, how do you look over the beast? But if you're looking on MLR credentials, which is what I gave my award on, I actually went with um, Chance Wingluski. He is just very all-round good loose head in the making. I, I love his low chop in defense. He, his ability to, to almost get on that single knee shot takedown and chop uh, momentum down, I think, is fantastic. His work great. He can play 80 minutes. His scrum is very good. He can carry. I think he's probably my sort of all-round pick as the, as the best sort of week-in, week-out loose head who's, who's put it, their credentials on the field in MLR. Just for the folks at home, because we do have to test the uh, – we have to do some investigative journalism. Have you been down in Atlanta as a scrum consultant at all? No, I haven't. If anywhere, I've, I've, I've spoken to a few other teams, which I was tempted to, to be biased and pick someone that I coached. But, but I, uh, I, I strayed away, and, and I just felt that, for me, is the, the right call. I think he's probably in the top three uh, best U.S. loose heads at the moment, maybe four, but he's probably, in my mind, the best playing in the MLR. Integrity, that's what makes you, Alexander the Great, because I certainly would have been tooting my own horn. Speaking of tooting his own horn, uh, let's go to Brian Ray, who only toots Canadian horns on this show. <laughs> Putting the pressure on you, who's your loose head? I'm going to surprise you, actually. I'm going to go with James Rushford from Rugby United New York. I'm going pure MLR form, 
Uh, I just thought he missed those Vegas games, but when he came back, he made up for it. Uh, he's one of those guys who gets away with a lot, but uh, hey, it's only cheating if you get caught. Just when I think I have you figured out, you go and do something like that. You're an amazing man. Daniel, who's your guy? Well, unlike Brian, I'll be uh, loyal to the Commonwealth and pick a Canadian-based player. Uh, shame on you, Brian. And I've actually gone, and I know we played a little tight head as well, but I'm going Richie Asiata. If the season would have wound on, he probably would have been uh, first picked in the all-star team uh, in the front row. Outstanding carrier of the ball, solid defensive. The question over the scrum with Morgan Mitchell departing was, was there, and I think he really anchored that scrum down well for the Arrows. No surprise that they were 4-1 uh, and one before we shut up shop. I really was impressed with Asiata. Hopefully back next year, Brian. I don't know if you've got the scoop on that, but I'd like to see a full season from Richie Asiata. Maybe I'll give you a little wink. So I think that's that's verified. That's that's vetting as far as I'm concerned in this league. Yeah. So, yeah. And you you mentioned him earlier this season when we were talking uh, in the other studio for rugby wrap up. You picked him. Yeah, I like him a lot. I really do. I think he's young, um, just super dynamic, a big engine. Like Corb said with Chance Wangluski down there, you're seeing these front rowers with these big engines now who when asked to play 80 minutes, can play a quality 80 minutes of rugby. So the evolution of the rugby player, it just gets more and more exciting. Yeah, and he's, he's mobile and he's, he's dynamic. I got no beef with you, but I'm going to go, guys. You may have heard of this gentleman. He won a World Cup in this calendar year at prop, and I'm going to go with none other than Tendai Matawaria. <laughs> got to take him. Every, all three of your choices were in my thoughts. Rochford was a close number two for me. And the beast's only real asterisk for me was that he didn't really have a tight head in this league. And he got, and if you don't have that, it doesn't really matter how good a loose edge you are. And so he, he got put in reverse a few times, not really his fault, but I guess winning a world cup in the, in the same season you play in the MLR, I, I wouldn't argue with that pick. Yeah. But you know, again, getting back to the coach of the year conversation that we had last week, he didn't play that often for Old Glory, and still 4-1 and one out of the gate. Great coaching job. Thank you. Hooker, first person that comes to mind for me is Dan Power. So, Dan, why don't you start us off with your choice at Hooker? Yeah, I was short on cash at the time, Matt. I've told you that numerous times. You don't have to keep bringing that up. Uh, I, uh, as you know, diehard Gilbroniak, uh, saying my prayers, ate my vitamins every day. And uh, I've gone for the, the Hooker from the Gilbronies, Tian Erasmus who's a bit of a try-scoring machine for Austin this year and really liked the way he moved around open field, solid in the line-out, solid in the scrums, but great ball carrier as well. Plus, I've got to give my uh, Gilbronis some love. So I've gone Tian Erasmus as my number two. Great pick. I'm going to throw you guys off a little bit, and I'm going to give you my pick. A guy who is chosen as, as the, the man to go into a dark alley with, full of thugs, by two teammates, and he's got a great mullet to boot, I'm going with Andrew Quatrin of your Toronto Arrows, Brian. Solid player, Rugby World Cup under his belt. He's the pride of the Aurora Barbarians, the Laurier Golden Hawks, and the Ontario Blues, aside from Rugby Canada. He's a thug at that position. Fine choice, indeed. Uh, hard to argue that he's a class player. And similarly, Mr. Erasmus, also a good player. There's lots of good hookers actually going around this year. But I'm going to go with the abrasive Argentine, Diego Fortuny from the Houston Silvercats. I thought he was uh, absolutely phenomenal, especially against the Arrows coming off the bench. And uh, just in every game, I thought he was a force. They're their best forward. So that's who I'm going with, Fortuny. 
Alex, a hooker's only as good as his prop, right? Pens not anymore, mate. The hookers these days are almost like another back row, really. And then they just have to scrum and throw as well. Like a position's really evolved from that just chunky dude that could scrum and hit his line outs. It, it's an unbelievable uh, position. And I think MLR does have quite a few ones. I probably, my honest call, I would have got, got, gone Quatrin, but you've already picked him. So I kind of let him have his moment. And I'd probably say my number two is, is the one and only the butcher, Dylan Fawcett. Mr. Consistent, physical, good ball carrier, good darts, great uh, scrum, mall game. Has an eye for the try line as well. For me, he is the my pick at hooker. No argument here. I always pick Dylan. Yeah. So I figured I'd pick somebody I, I, else. When I, I, yeah. And Quat, I really rate Quatrin. I think he has a very high ceiling in just MLR, but I think rugby in general. I think there's a lot to be – he's still very young. There's a lot to be seen from him. I was very impressed getting to watch him live and uh, speaking to some of the coaching staff at the Arrows as well, how highly they spoke of him. And Kingsley Jones, when I spoke to him down in Vegas, said that guy's the future of the Canadian hooker jerseys. So it kind of turned my eye to him immediately. So I do, I, 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 him or Forcer, I'm happy with. I think everyone's pick is solid because there's good hookers in this league. Yeah, and that's a great thing. And, and guys, we are starting to run out of time, so we're going to have to pick up the, the pace a little bit. Let's pick our tight heads. Brian, why don't you start us off? Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Cole Keith going with the arrows this time. Uh, 22 years old. I thought he was in the form of his life. Uh, really impressive showings in the scrum, especially that game against ATL. Uh, really dominated that game. So I'm going to go with the young fella. Dano? Yeah, I'm going versatility again. Played a bit of tight head and loose head this year. I'm going to go with Val Lilo. Out of the rugby wilderness by the Houston Sabercats. Didn't know what to expect, but I was really impressed with him down there for Houston. I called him against Colorado in the opening round and he didn't disappoint me as the season progressed as well. I'm going to go with Paul Mullen, San Diego, who stepped in to fill Patty Ryan's shoes. And he was on the show, so he gets that consideration. Yeah, I, I, I think Paul Mullen, to me, is by far the best scrummaging, I think, in the MLR right now. I think he fit, fit in San Diego well. Maybe not quite as dynamic as Patty Ryan around the field, but really anchored that scrum. And San Diego, a team that are blessed with athletes across their board, so like, wasn't too big a drop for them. Someone who kind of under the radar, I really like Dino Waldron. I, I, I think, you know, Noah's scrum had a lot of trouble last year. Tighthead was a tough position for them to really, uh, you know, anchor down. They brought him in. I didn't coach him, but I do, you know, have worked with uh, Nola before. And, and I think uh, I, was, I was pretty impressed with him. And, and I think, you know, he's got a high ceiling because I like what he can do in the loose as well. I think he has a bit more all round and maybe Mullen, but I think Mullen's scrum right now, I would say, is more dominant. Yeah, getting back to last year, you hit the nail on the head for Nola. Everybody was saying, or a lot of people were saying, uh, maybe it was uh, the fact that they had the home games and then they started to, to trail off, but it was the front row issues. Ben Tarr went. Yeah, you, once they lost Tarr, you, 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 they, their season became uphill trying to win games instead of just a level playing field to play because the amount of penalties and pressure it was putting them under made it, you know, it was a, a credit to how decent a rugby team they were elsewhere that they were still even chasing for the playoffs at the end all right guys we're basically out of time but uh as i mentioned earlier we did get to speak to george killebrew um seems like a pretty cool guy seems like there's some exciting stuff going on but alex this is something that you can speak to more than the rest of us how cool is it that they paid the player contracts out uh, i i think it's pivotal in the the future of the mlr and the ability to 
bring players back in next year. I think it will be when people look back, if the MLR makes it five, ten years down the, down the line, that decision there will be a, a thing people look back as a pivotal moment that, that helps secure its longevity in the long run. I think just in the short term, the decency, the respect to look after these players are already sacrificing a lot um, to be in this competition. It, it's, it's not easy to make a living playing in the MLR, but to, to, to secure that and really secure sort of people coming back next year, I, I think it's huge. And when you are playing next year for either Vegas or Los Angeles, will this be the thing that pushed you over the edge to get you back in? Yeah, probably. That and the barrels of cash that come in the mail, either, either or. You heard, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Corbacero is not against coming back and playing rugby, which is – For barrels of cash. For barrels of cash. Just That's basically the, the fine print. All right. And the fine print tells us that we are out of time, my friends. But, again, I want to thank you for your time and your patience. Uh, I wish you and yours nothing but uh, safety and health during this viral crisis. And on that note, on behalf – of Mr. Dan Power in Denver, Colorado, Mr. Brian Ray in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Mr. Alex Corbacero (laughs) down in San Diego. I'm Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan, and we're all talking Major League Rugby, and we're all signing off right now. Be safe, everybody. Knock on scrum blue. Please hit that YouTube subscribe button, follow us on all social media platforms, and sign up for our weekly newsletter.